Oh, my gosh, what a shocking development, Ray. I mean, I, I literally almost fell off the chair and immediately started texting other writers, making sure they were awake and to see that, too. No, I mean, that, that was shocking. I, it's been a long time since something like that has kind of popped out of nowhere in the morning and, and really stunned me like that. When we talk about Deshaun Watson, this was a guy who – Played banged up, obviously, on Sunday against Baltimore and maybe had his best half of the season against Baltimore, and now he's shell. So talk about what this does to the Browns. Obviously, it's a lot. But talk about what this does to Stefanski's playbook and such going forward. Unless they sign a veteran, it greatly limits the playbook and is – I don't want to say it's a fatal blow to the offense, but it's pretty doggone close because they've gotten by without Nick Chubb. Um, and it, I, I just don't see any way that this can work with such inaccurate throwers as DTR and PJ Walker. Um, Stefan can pull this off with those two quarterbacks. He deserves to be coach of the year again. The good news is they've got a minimum of two, probably three games left where you or I could quarterback and the Browns would win a game. So they're going to stay in the playoff race, but I I just don't think they can cross the finish line unless they go out and sign a a Joe Flacco or a Nick Foles or obviously the big fish of Tom Brady. With us is is Brian Dulick again. Medina Gazette covers the the Browns. Brian, you mentioned shocked yesterday when you found out about Deshaun Watson. Were you surprised about DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, then being named the starting quarterback to go up against the Steelers and maybe what he can bring against that Steeler defense? Yeah, that was part two, uh, obviously a much lesser surprise, but a surprise nonetheless. Listen, he's got a decent track record from college, and obviously the, the front office likes him a lot, which is why they made the move to trade Josh Dobbs during the preseason He's got some fairly similar skills to Deshaun Watson, but he is just raw, really raw. And all of us who watched him play against Baltimore the first time, um, he was just terrible, far worse than P.J. Walker has played in his starts. So I think they're going to need to spoon-feed him, and the Steelers are not the Steelers of years past, but they're still an awful good defense. And, and it's, it's like throwing them to the wolves, I really believe that. Well, and the one thing now, when you look at this game, and you were probably thinking this as I was, Brian, with this Browns and the Steelers' defensive kind of struggle in the center of the ring because neither offenses, I don't know, are going to be that productive. And let's talk about that Browns' defense. Man, they have been just terrific. Jim Schwartz, I think, has to be assistant coach of the year, what he's done with this group. But Talk about what's made them click. You've seen every play of these guys. It obviously starts with Miles Garrett, who is, continues to be a generational talent. Um, the secondary is way better than I thought it would be, to be honest. Despite Denzel Ward's on-again, off-again injury situation, um, Greg Newsom's coming along really nicely, too. Martin Emerson, Jr. is a stud as well. And I think the fact that they've been able to shut down big-time wide receivers has been the most pleasant development and, and something that has kind of allowed the linemen, the Tomlinsons, um, the Smiths, and obviously the Garretts to, to brush with reckless abandon because you're not going to run on this team. And if they can stop the deep ball and they have, they're going to be in every single game. And 
they've certainly shown that. And, Brian, you brought up the one name that I wanted to throw at you because in watching this team the last couple of years, and you and I have seen enough football, teams were basically open, opening up the middle and just running at will. I think the signing of Devlin Tomlinson is kind of understated on what he has meant to this football team, clogging up that middle, even putting pressure on. His signing has, one, given Miles Garrett some more flexibility, but he's really freed up a lot of people. And I was wondering if you see that the same way I do. Yeah, and that's why I was kind of pleased when he had the two-and-a-half sacks a few weeks ago against Arizona that it put the spotlight back on him. And I think that all of us who cover the team are kind of, were kind of negligent, too, in not bringing up how good he'd been until that point. When the Browns made that signing, you know, people like you and I noticed that. I know a lot of hardcore fans did, too, but I don't think we realized the, the huge impact he would have. He's been a better fit playing with Miles Garrett than Jadeveon Clowney, which is, is surprising because Clowney was a very good fit. And, yeah, he's been as important as anyone in that second tier of defensive players. With us is Brian Dulick again with the Medina Gazette covering the Browns each and every play. So the Browns offense, uh, I don't know. You mentioned veteran quarterbacks, and I've been reading all over the place how they might reach out or here's what they should do. Do you think that they might go down the road for some veteran quarterback? Because right now it's pretty raw in that quarterback room. I think they have to. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is, even if it would be beyond the, the Flacco's or the Foles or the Brady's. Bringing someone who's familiar with uh, just playing as a system quarterback like a Colt McCoy, even though these guys have all been out of the league all year, that's the route they'll go. A smart guy who's still got something left in the tank. I do not think they would go for what I would call the wild card choices, guys like Cam Newton or Matt Ryan, who really – even though they are veterans and they had success and, and at a high level for years, they've been pretty poor for a number of seasons. So I think they'll go with that that savvy, responsible guy, as I mentioned, the Flacco, the Foles, or McCoy along those lines. Although, again, you're going to go out and make a play for Tom Brady. You have to. Uh, it would be negligent knowing that you're wasting another year of Miles Garrett at the prime of his career. Uh, and this team that's been built to win now needs to win now. Boy, you wet my appetite thinking about Brady. He's played in the cold and the wind. Yeah. He's used to that. Man, oh, man, that would be fun. <laughs> I, it, it, honestly, I'm so excited about the possibility, even though it's remote, you have to be. That, that, <laughs> he could be the guy that puts the team over the top and, and could win a Super Bowl with this defense. Oh, my goodness. That would make the, the winter months of uh, late December, January a lot of fun. Brian, we're early in the season. Before I let you go this morning, I know you're packed, but the, the Cavaliers, they've been injured a lot. They finally got, like, their starting five playing together, and they're playing a lot better. Longest road trip of the season. Mobley seems to have even taken his his game to another level and and Karis LeVert has just been terrific on the bench. Your overview of the first, what, 11 games for the Cavaliers? Yeah, you hit it right on the head. Those two guys have been so good. And Evan Mobley continues to develop along that track where it's reminiscent of Larry Nance Sr. He does the little things. You look at the end of the day, he's got 21 points and 13 rebounds, and he's made so many smart plays out there and so many strong defensive plays. 
but people tend not to notice that because of the Donovan Mitchell. And Karis LeVert is playing without question his best basketball with the Cavaliers, really reinforcing the, the decision from him to take a slight pay cut and from the front office to, uh, to bring him back on a multi-year deal. You know, they're a work in progress. They still have not addressed the small forward situation. Um, Max Struess, despite that first game of the year, has reverted back to the norm as a below-average shooter, and they still need some size. And, and this is this is going to be a work in progress for most of the year until they can make a, a tweak or two to the lineup via a trade. Brian, before I let you go, if you don't mind, I do have to go down the Guardians road yeah. with you for a minute or so. I was really surprised about the Quantrill designated for assignment news that came down a couple of days ago. I never questioned the Brown, the Guardians front office, I should say, because they always seem to know when to move on from certain pitchers. But I was really surprised about the Quantrill move. Up until the Deshaun Watson news, I thought that would be our biggest shock of the month <laughs> of November. Yeah, I was too. And it, it may be a real bad harbinger of the, the financial state of the team. I can't believe it's not related to the fact that with the ongoing regional sports network problems, yesterday in a, in a lawsuit filing, the company that owns Valley Sports said that they agreed to take a 14% pay cut on all of the contracts this year, and they specifically cited the Guardians and the Rangers as two teams who they absolutely could not afford to pay on, on the previous level. That had to be the, the impetus behind the Quantrill trade, because if you're talking about a $7 million contract being too rich for a team that desperately needs veteran starters, that's very troubling. Stephen Voth, our new manager, what do you know about him? What can you say, and did you like the hire? It came out of left field, and for that reason, I really liked it because he is definitely not a robot and the kind of manager who who we all thought would be installed for, for the analytics people to, to control. Um, from very early on in the process, the Guardians let it be known that they were blown away by Stephen Boat's first non-in-person interview and immediately set up an in-person interview when that happened. He's a character. He's got a big personality, but he is beloved around baseball. And certainly in, in Oakland, he was revered even when he was well off his previous all-star form the last few years of his career. I don't know where this is going to go, uh, especially with, with moves like the Quantrill deal, but I think they got a, a very good guy to, to try and pull this team through uh, into the next generation.